Hello, race fans. Welcome to another episode of Short Track Guys Podcast, brought to you by ShortTrackExclusive.com. I'm your host, Thomas Battis, alongside two other Short Track Guys in the studio, as always. Jim Pokerant, driver of the 07, can't quit fishing.com sportsman, and 2021 sportsman champion. Locally here at Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola, Florida, and Ted Baber, Ted Baber Video Productions. Also locally here at Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola, Florida. What's up, guys? I'm just out here looking for the animals starting to line up two by two because as much rain as we've had here, oh my lord, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know if I trade my truck in for a boat <laughs> or a kayak or yeah, something. We, do, we should we start building an ark, gentlemen? I just you know, <laughs> I want uh, seventy cubits by yeah, two cubits. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hoping and praying that we get in Friday night because that's going to suck if we don't get to race. And that's something I wanted to inquire about: all these dirt tracks, can they eventually get to the point that get so soaked they can't? get the track back or what? pretty much if it rains pretty hard the day before they they have to rework the track they're pretty much done because yeah. it you you can't get that moisture out right without <laughs> some sun and it's it, it, and if you try to run it becomes a muddy mess yep. you have holes everywhere cars are flipping over and breaking parts and it's not much fun no <laughs> yeah, that comes up this weekend right with the Allen turner number three the sportsman pro trucks and pure stocks going out there and mm-hmm. jim's been hard at work at uh you know, at the shop, trying to get his car ready from a bounce back, possibly from the last time you were out there. Yeah, it got a little beat up. You know, <laughs> just just some damage, knocked my front bumper loose, and uh, killed the body a little. So I had to take the body off, beat it back straight, and uh, been a spindle. We changed that, and thank you to Ben and Martin last night for spending the time with me to reset the toe on that car. I was starting to get frustrated. I couldn't get it right, and Ben jumped in there, and Martin jumped in there, and we got it right. So. Uh, it's ready to go on the trailer. Um, set on kill. I hope it was running really good before I got into it with a couple of cars, flat spotted my tires, cut one tire down and then been a spindle. So, you know, she was pushing like a dump truck for most of the race, but we, we made an adjustment and I think we went in the right direction. So I'm looking forward to it. If we can race Friday night, because the thing is Saturday night, we're going to, or Saturday, I'm getting to go to Daytona. (laughs) to the Coke Zero 400 and actually get to walk across the stage and be introduced as the track champion from Five Flags Speedway, which is really super cool. Wow. I get to go to a suite. I get to do all that good, cool stuff and get to watch the Coke Zero 400. Mm. Uh, thank you to Tim Bright of Five Flags Speedway and the people that presented that program. Um, it's going to be really cool. The only thing that sucks is if we rain out Friday night and he wants to run on Saturday, uh, I'm going to Daytona. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I tell my sponsors I apologize, but we'll 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 get the car ready for the last race and we'll go win it. But hopefully we'll get it in and this weather will hold off tomorrow uh, Friday night and we'll get some racing in. But car's ready. Um, I'm was aggravated about that last race, but I, I got all that out of my system now. We need to strap in and get some new business taken care of. Yeah, and Ted, I, I imagine that video equipment doesn't hold up that well in this type of weather either. No, actually, one year. When the uh, derby was run on Tuesday, I had the camera in the car three days with all that rain. It was in Grand Infinger's car. <laughs> it was just, I was like, well, okay, is it even going to work when I push the buttons or is it just going to like go up and smoke? <laughs> but, well, I'll tell you another problem that I have is when the car gets wet, is my, my wiring harness for right. my radios. Sometimes I can't, I can push my push to talk, doesn't work, or it's real faint. I can't hardly hear Frank. Right. Which reminds me tomorrow night I need to pull my car har- car harness out just in case it's rainy so my, it don't get wet. Because if that thing gets wet or gets moisture in it, I have a hard time listening on the radio. Yeah, you need that communication <laughs> all I mean, the time. Yeah, I mean, it was one time I could hear Frank, but he couldn't hear me. And I told somebody, run down there and tell my crew that I can hear Frank. 
And Martin comes over and goes, he can't hear you. And I'm like, no, that's not what I said. I'm just <laughs> freaking out because, I mean, without him, I'm in trouble because I don't run an extra mirror. But it is what it is. Yeah. Well, we can throw something out there to our listeners that uh, may know what we're talking about, most likely. But maybe some that are new, that are unfamiliar about how that communication happens, particularly in your class and the sportsman with the spotter and the driver. How does that communication start and then through the middle in the race and then how does it end and how does that all work out in your class? Well, my spotter's name is Frank Utzi. He's been with me uh, racing pretty much since 97 and he's been my spotter for quite a few years. Uh, Dave Redden was and then Frank took over. Um, usually what happens is I'll get in the car, put my earpieces in. We'll do, Martin will have a headset, my crew chief, and we'll do a radio check. He'll be like, hey, man, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. We, we back and forth. And then about that time, I'll hear Frank go, hey, man, what's up, fellas? You know, he's up in the grandstands. He don't come in the pits with us anymore. He, he, uh, lost his interest in working on the car, but he loves the spot. So I let him do what he's got to do. And he had a stroke a while back and he's recovered from it. Still does me a great job. But we'll we'll talk like, okay, who are we starting around? Okay, well, I'm starting on the outside. I need you to get me to the bottom as quickly as possible because right. I don't run a middle mirror, so I can't see anybody outside of me or behind me. All I know is I got the one mirror in the door, and then somebody says, inside, I look. Outside, I look. So, uh, but he's he's just, you know, inside, outside, bumper, clear, um, you know, looking. He just, just communicates with me, lets me know what I'm seeing around me, wrecking for, uh, cautions out. Um, you know, just, just tidbits of information, cars, you're, you're clear by one, you know, like one car length away from the guy behind you, or he gained on you that lap, you know, hit your marks, things like that. He's, he's, he, he keeps me pumped up <laughs> and or calmed down depending on what situation. He right. has a hard time with that one. It's, <laughs> yeah. Dave Redden was the best at keeping me calm. Frank just gets quiet when I get angry when I'm on the radio going, right. he just, he just listens. And Ted, and Ted with the video productions and, and all like this whole thing together, it's kind of like a ring. Do you have a plan going into it when you get up top uh, to know where to put your cameras and, and what you're doing, even though you might not have a radio, well, the, uh, the cameras are static. They're set in one location all the time. But it's the, the fun part is trying to, especially when you get into a big race, like the super late and the pro late, trying to remember who you shot, who you hasn't. And if you get, uh, I can almost calculate how long it's going to take before they get into lap traffic. That's when it gets interesting because the cars just start blending together after a while. Now, the Donnie Wilson cars, we'll get back to him just in a little bit. I can always tell where they are because they have a very unique exhaust sound. And you take advantage of situations like this and try to remember. If they're leading, no problem. Just wait for them to go by. You can be anywhere on the track and you can go with that unique noise. They go by, you know who that is. Yeah, I wonder if the drivers hear that too. I'm sure they do. It's not hard to miss for those cars. They they sound like an angry bumblebee. Yeah, they usually hear it from behind him because he is kicking their backsides right now oh, the donnie wilson motorsports oh, team yeah we've uh, we've got some big news coming up here uh just in a little bit around the corner uh ted's gonna have a big list about that we'll we'll get into that donnie wilson because it not only just a, a follow-up but it's some big news within that stable too yes. that we're going to get to in just a second but going back to this weekend uh the alan turner uh race we look we're looking at points and uh, hunter robbins in that 
uh, Ronnie Sanders crew is just like, yeah, they're on fire. <laughs> yeah. And not just to Alan Turner, but you know, now he's taking over the points in mm-hmm. Southern, Southern Super Southern Series. Southern Super Series. Yeah, so. Exactly. I mean, Bubba still got the Blizzard Series because they hadn't run the Blizzard Series, but, uh, you know, Bubba had a bad finish at Cordell and fell to second and behind yeah, by quite yeah. a bit now. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But, I've seen several people sweep. Yeah. Uh, Casey Casey Roderick, I think, swept both pro yes. and super in the past before and won the Blizzard Series. So that's pretty good. I mean, not it's, impossible. <laughs> no, it's not. It it's happen. it's cool. Like see people like Casey and Bubba and and um, what's that kid in the thirty five car? Um, Jake Garcia. Jake, Jake Garcia, Garcia yeah. came to our 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 awards banquet. Right. Yep. Yeah. Like which that. I like that. Yep. I mean, don't don't blow us off just because we're Five Flag Speedway. You know, show up to the awards banquet, and I, I encourage all drivers. Go to your awards banquet. Even if you didn't get anything that year, show up, support your awards banquet because the promoter doesn't have to do that. He can do this on the front straightaway one night after a race and go, here's your trophy, here's your jacket, have a nice day. They at least try to do something nice for us, at least support it. Right. Everybody. If you're a fan, get tickets to the awards banquet. If you're a driver, get tickets to the awards banquet. Come over and support everybody. Yeah. It's vitally important. (laughs) It it shows the, the promoters that, you, you enjoy what, what's going on there, you know. Was we didn't have one in '97 when I raced at Five Flags, and when it took, when Tim took over, to finally actually having a uh, okay. awards banquet, and that was kind of nice, you know. It, it is. It's it's nice to go sit and you know get free beer and and something to eat, and it's you know it's twenty dollars to sit in there, but so what? Go go support your local track. Yeah, that's uh, the Donnie Wilson Motorsports program that's uh, been pretty much taking checkered flags everywhere that they arrive. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the Georgia Southern Nationals up there at Chris Motorsports Park. In Cordial, Georgia. In Cordial, Georgia. Yes, we're going to get that right. And uh, there's a new driver there for the Donnie Wilson Motorsports slash Toyota team, Corey Heim, uh, in the 24 car that uh, we all know that there have been several big-time drivers in that car that won races. Well, Corey Heim is just one and of the, the other. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just another one in, in the dynasty. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They're kicking butt this year. Yeah, Corey Heim, Hunter Robbins, uh, Stephen Nassie, Michael Atwell, and Jake Garcia rounds out the top five. But, man, I, there was a good field up there, and it was some great racing, though, regardless what happened. Yeah, I, I just, you know, it's it, super late model racing is getting to where it's so expensive. It's just hard for people to do. But the race up there was really awesome. They put on a good show. But you can't beat them Donnie Wilson cars right now. They're, they, for some reason... And it's 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 cut money. I guarantee they got simulators now. They can actually put the car on a. Yep. They probably take it yep. up to Hendrick Motorsports and put it on one of their simulators, and it moves around. And it gives them the setup to run. And I mean, it's they they've just got got it going on right now. You really think it gets that serious? I think so. When you got wow. William Byron driving one of your cars, you don't think William Byron doesn't have a, <laughs> a little bit a, a little bit of pull and getting stuff like that. Dragon yeah. cash. Yeah. Plus, I mean, they're, they're basically Hamke house cars too, and Hamke is a. Uh, Kyle Bush. So yeah, I uh, I don't understand that at all. It's it's crazy. It's just we've had this discussion before about is all that money coming in is it going to ruin the sport or ruin this segment of the sport or it, it's going to eventually hurt it because small teams are going to quit. I mean we've right. already had Kyle Plotten and walk away. What right. happens when teams like Bubba Pollard and them know they can't win? You know well, I'll go race dirt late models. And that's and Plot yeah. specifically specified that it was the the R and D and the uh, all the technology they were falling behind on. And yeah, you, you don't think that they, they don't get arrow help and everything else? No. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? I mean, anything helps. And it, if you can gain a one hundredth of a second, 
Actually, you're gonna you're gonna outrun people. It's well, I mean, just the way it is. Just think about qualifying at the Derby. It comes down to just split seconds. Yep. They, they will or they won't make the race. And it doesn't matter who's driving those Wilson cars. Corey Heim. No. William Byron, Swalowich, <laughs> so, yeah. Swalowich, he, he kicks their butt. I mean, it's just the Minnesota missile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's crazy, but I mean, it's that's super late model race right now. And the Southern Super Series is very competitive, and uh, you know, I'm pulling for Bubba Pollard or our local boy Hunter Robbins. I'd right. like to see the one of them win a championship. Of course, I'm a huge Bubba Pollard fan, but you know how that goes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's gotten very tight in the in the standings now, but. So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. <laughs> yep. Going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, and that's the, the Southern Super Series, and the points leader now is Hunter Robbins from that uh, Ronnie Sanders stable. It's uh, been really consistent. He's won some big races, and uh, he's 19 points ahead of uh, Bubba Pollard uh, and 41 points uh, in front of Stephen Nassie from Pinellas Park, Florida, which uh, he's one of those guys we've talked about quite a bit that travels from Pinellas Park, which is down in South Florida. Um, but he goes pretty much all across the country. So not really so much the West Coast, but he's uh he's hitting all these big races. But that's the Southern Super Series race, and man, I'm telling you what, Donnie Wilson is coming up in uh in what Ted's got on yep. his itinerary with this Oxford 250 coming up this weekend in Maine. Yeah, that is <laughs> the entry list is absolutely massive. We're looking at close to 80 entries, and it's just people from all over the countryside. Uh, we would not have time to go through the entirety of the list. I'm sorry. I apologize to the people that I missed, but, uh, we'll just start with the double zero, uh, Jamie Wharf, Jimmy Renfrew, Jr., uh, Kyle D'Souza, Evan Hallstrom, Nick Cusack, Travis Bazell, Steve Murphy. Some guy in the number four is, uh, called TBD. Oh, no, I know that. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just playing around there. I got to try this name. Every time I see it, I at least got to give it a try. <laughs> the four NH is Joey Polarchic Jr. I hope I got that right. That it's a tough one. Travis Benjamin, uh, Shane Tatro, uh, Derek Griffin in the number twelve G. We talk about him quite a bit on regular occasions because he's a regular campaigner in this area, no doubt. Cassius Clark, uh, Scott McDaniel, Anthony Costantino, Eddie McDonald, uh, Justin Larson. I don't think there's any relation to that other Larson guy that we talk about every once in a while. <laughs> Joe Pastore, uh, Joey Dalton, Dave Farrington. Ben Rowe, that's an interesting story there. He's listed as a number 24 car, but we have seen video of a the a redesign on that car, a re, uh, wrap, and it is awesome. <laughs> it's a number five, uh, a throwback to, uh, uh, I believe it's his father's car, his father's number. Mike Rowe. Yeah. That's, yep. It's just amazing. It is a beautiful car, too. i got to give him major compliments on that. Well, this next guy in the line, we, we hear about him every once in a while. Somebody, uh, at that Bubba guy, <laughs> one of our favorite dudes, Ryan Littlefield, Trevor Sanborn, Ryan Robbins, Tracy Gordon. Like I say, these are just some of the entries. It is massive. You need to go online and look at all of them. Johnny Clark, uh, we talk about him pretty regularly. Cole Butcher, TJ Brackett, Kyle, uh, Salome, Gary Drew, uh, Scott Robbins, uh, Adam Paul Vinen. Dan Winter, uh, Kevin Casper, and Garrett Hall. And that is not even 
that just barely scrapes the surface of the entries that are coming. But yeah, didn't you say they were up to like almost eighty entries almost now for this 80, race? It is like that's like seventy nine. I mean, that was right. this was as of August fifteenth. Yeah, it's thirty thousand dollars to win too, and this is a big one. And our our Bubba Pollard has won this. Yes, yes, before, and that, he's up there again. Well, mm-hmm. see, that race is also used to be like that back in the eighties. There was right. eighty to a hundred cars. So Bobby Allison, Donnie Allison, Davy Allison. All of them ran the Oxford 250. That's when they ran like bush-looking cars. They still had steel bodies on them. Robbie Crouch, um, just just to name a few. Randy LaJoy, all these guys would show up and run the Oxford 250. It was always a big show for everybody across the country. Yeah. Very, very it's it's a snowball derby size type race. You yes. know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's it's prestigious when you have the Oxford 250. That's like saying you got a snowball derby. Well, it says a lot being at the 49th annual, too. So right, it's, it's not a race that's just been around for two or three, four, five, ten years. No. Nope. 49. This is 49 years in a row. A lot of those historic guys throughout the series have have participated in this big event. Yep. Harry Gant even went up there and ran it. Wow. <laughs> you know, guys like Chuck Bound, uh, Jack Ingram. Those guys run it regularly because it paid good. And if they could win it, it was good money for them and, and prestige. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great race. We're going to catch up on all the results next Wednesday, too, with this. Um, this race doesn't happen until this weekend, but it's a big one. Uh, the Oxford 250 uh, in Maine. Got all our favorites in it, plus some. <laughs> and so many more. Yeah, and that Oxford 250 coming up this weekend has got a, a Trevor Sanborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not, may not be one of the flashiest drivers in the state of Maine, but uh, he's a native there. Um, you know, he's put himself into the mix lately in the super late model races. Um, but you know, a triple crown winner, uh, of these races in the past, and he's going back there to kind of put his best effort forward and, and we wish him luck. And we were just going to give a start out for Trevor Sanborn and going up there in that 29 machine and uh, wish him the best against this yeah. field. Absolutely. <laughs> he's going up against the stacked field for sure. Yeah, he's going to have a road ahead of him, but he's he's won races before. He can do it again, I'm sure. Right. He's been quoted as saying, we've had a really good card in the last five or six weeks uh, between 100 lappers and the last past race. I'm assuming that's the past north race. Uh, something electrical and wiring, and we've all gone through that with Christian Rose and all the other guys. Oh, the they have the equipment. They've got the stable to to make uh, efforts to you know run up front, but they've had that me- mechanical issue and something out of their control, and um, something here uh, went wrong, and and you know they they tried to fix it, and didn't seem to go the way they thought it would, and but some good news: the work is already done. Uh, there's no rush to get back on the track, so they they've kind of taken things back into their own stables and. Let's just take another step back. Uh, we'll fix it and go back to the next race and try to advance. So sometimes you have to take a couple steps back to move. Forward. Right. <laughs> well, it take a couple steps forward to, to couple steps back to go forward. You know, you sometimes you got to slow down to go fast. It's just things happen. Sometimes you're rushing through stuff and you miss things. Right. You know, it can and happen. <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with taking the body back off that car and go through the entire wiring harness. I I had one that was missing one time and it was a dead gum toggle switch. <laughs> Did, could, couldn't tell it nothing. It was just arcing just enough to cause the car to stumble. And I finally re- went through everything I could think of. And I said, well, well, this is an old switch. It got wet. Let me replace it. Replace the switch. And the mist went away. <laughs> All right. Electrical problems are so hard to find anyway. You just oh, <laughs> especially on a race car. It'll make you pull your hair out. Yeah. Well, good luck to him this weekend. And uh, got another one really from uh, Centerville, uh, Tennessee. Actually, it's from Lebanon. But it's uh, Dawson Sutton. He's going to come down here at Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola and uh, 
have his first prolate model start on Friday night. And that's, uh, that's pretty good to have uh, some sort of pedigree, which we've talked about before with youth and experience and pedigree. And this uh, um, all accumulates to what we're talking about with these guys coming in here for their first time. And, uh, I mean, yeah, granted, it's the third race of the Alan Turner prolate model, but he's making his first start, so... Why it's not a, welcome him into our family? It's a tune-up for the the snowflake that's coming up. You got to get a, some kind of practice, or at least get familiar with the track before you just jump out there and try to make the snowflake. Because yeah, yeah. That, old, that old girl's rough, and she's hard to learn. And you got to you got to run on it. You got to learn how to save your tires. You got to learn how. I mean, because that track will lead up a set of tires quick. Yes. So even in a pro <laughs> car, so you just it's good for him to be here, and I hope he learns a lot. And who knows, you might get him a good finish. You never can tell. Some people take the old five flags like a duck to water. Right. Well, that Rackley War Driver Development Program's got some good stuff, and they've got uh, talent behind the wheel. So we wouldn't expect anything less from Dawson Sutton this weekend at Five Flags Speedway. And if you're listening, Dawson, and your friends and family, welcome to Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola. Amen. <laughs> Guys, I don't know what to say uh, other than, you know, we've uh, kind of wrapped up a, a shorter week. Uh, we'll get more to Wednesday nights with uh, this past, well, this coming weekend, Friday night uh, with Jim Sportsman and go out and get after that win. We'll talk to you guys next week. And uh, anything else before we sign off? I think it's just one, well, one no, more thing we've let, let, I want to discuss something real quick. I want to just a little add on here. We were talking about lapped cars earlier, and we saw yes. that crash with Buddy Kofoid at, at uh, Springfield. Yes, it was awful. With, with a, with, and, and, I mean, that was terrible. And the thing about it is, what was that guy doing driving that slow up that on the high side? That track. Yeah, and, and the way you, if you're going, <laughs> if you slow down that much, this, this is the thing for, for drivers. When you go out on a racetrack, first thing you need to do is find the flagman. Yes. Know where he's at, know what he's doing. Look for all the lights around the racetrack. I tell rookies this. First thing on the racetrack, notice where the lights are so you know when the caution's out. Notice that flagman, because your first race or two, you're going to get lapped. You're going to see that white, excuse me, that blue flag with a yellow stripe. It means yeah. move over. Right. My personal in getting out of the way is get to the bottom and stay down there and listen to your spotter. If you don't have a spotter, use your mirrors. Absolutely. When that man gives you that flag, the leaders are coming. Get to the bottom. You don't have to stop. No. You don't have to slow down to an uncompetitive speed, but... Don't get in the way of the lead because you can actually cost a man a race or a race car or get somebody hurt like what could have happened in that situation. Well, I I saw one, uh, another dirt track a couple weeks ago where they were coming to the checkered flag and there was a car almost in the exact same position. And it almost cost, man, the race because he had to dive down under the car to come across the finish line. He had had somebody coming in hot behind him. Yeah. You you just got to pay attention. Rookie drivers, young drivers, when you're out there, Pay attention to that flagman. When he gives you that move over flag, that means the leaders are coming. That means yeah. start looking, pay attention, but don't do anything stupid. Don't snatch card right, snatch card left. Be smooth. Because I'm going to tell you something, when the leaders are coming up on you, they're watching you. Yeah. When I'm leading the race and I see a lapped car, my spotter says, you got a lapped car coming up, you should be on the bottom when you get there. I don't know that. I'm watching that guy. Right. And, I and don't believe a lot of those dirt drivers in classes have radios. They no, might they don't. have a mirror or so, but no, I don't think they have mirrors. I don't think they have radios. But even without mirrors, you're sideways. So you can look over your that's what most dirt guys they look over their shoulder. You know the leaders are coming. When that flagman gives you that flag, that means the leaders are coming. Whether you're dirt, asphalt, mirrors, no mirrors, radio, no radio, get your butt to the bottom and get out of the way. Now some tracks tell you to go to the high side. We'll do whatever the track officials tell you, but my personal preference is get on the bottom. 
Right. And don't race me. If I'm the leader and I come up beside you, don't all of a sudden decide you're going to race me up <laughs> yeah. off the corner and and cost me the win because I'm not going to be very happy with you. The next time I come up on you, I'm liable to dump you. That's another thing that's happened to a lot of guys that, that lap cars get away. They get dumped. Yes. Don't get angry. If you're in the middle of the damn racetrack and you cause a man's leading race and he comes up on you, you don't get out of the way. You're liable to get dumped. Some guys use the three knock rule. <laughs> yeah. And one, I'm no. here. Two means get out of the way. And three, well, after you feel the third one, you're going to go for a ride. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's something that's very important to learn as a rookie driver. Know where the flagman is, know where the lights are and pay attention to the flagman. When he gives you the flag, Find that get to the bottom, get out of the way. Don't like I said, don't stop. That's what they have drivers meetings for. So you know all this for you. Yes, but a lot of guys don't pay attention to drivers meeting. They don't. They don't bring this up every week. But get to the bottom, get out of the way, and don't. I mean, don't stop because then you're going to hold everybody else up. But just get down there. And here's something else too. If you you know the guy behind you can see you, raise your hand, point him to the outside. Say, go outside. I'm going to stay on the bottom. Or if you want him to go below you, reach out your window and point to the bottom. That lets the driver know what you're going to do. Yes. Because if you do something stupid, you could stack up the whole field and, and then you lose respect. The way to gain respect to these guys and to get somebody to notice you and help you, because I've helped people that have been getting lapped, ask Ben Cranford. He was slow as Christmas until I started helping him. And uh, learn that stuff. Because if you don't, you're going to cause a wreck and then you're going to lose all respect to the drivers and then you're never going to get anywhere. Right. Just, just, that's the way I look at it. I'll help you anyway. I'll help anybody. Ask Thomas. See, I, I helped them. And, you know, it, d- learn, 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 learn. As long as you're on the racetrack, you're a rookie. Learn, learn, learn. Just don't do anything silly to cause a problem. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with my rant, but that's, I'm just saying. And, so box over. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, congratulations to all the young drivers coming up, man. Keep your eyes on the prize. And keep your eyes on the flag, man, too. <laughs> yeah, well, look at the flag. I mean, just just pay attention. That's all you can do is look around. You know what's going on. And don't stare straight ahead because that's that's another thing, that that focusing on the hood pins. you got to look past the hood pins. So Look beyond the hood pins. That's what we're going <laughs> to yes. try to do right now. Yes. Yep. Look beyond the hood pins. Get ready for next Wednesday night. And uh, we do appreciate all the listeners, all the support. It is our motivation, as you've heard before. Uh, a lot of these segments that we come up with little quotes and uh, little memes, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. They come and go. Uh, we think of this stuff as we go along, and we uh, we try to bring as much to it to you as we can uh, within the time. Um, but, hey, it's always a pleasure to get with these guys uh, that are always in the studio. If they're not, they're always in the studio. In my mind, whether remotely on the phone or if they're here physically, uh, it's all the same. Yep. Uh, so, guys, I guess... <laughs> Uh, until we get to the results from next Wednesday, there's really only one thing that we started some time ago that we have to continue now. At least for a couple more years. Yes. <laughs> one, two, three. Let's, Let's go, go Brandon. Brandon. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.